Hey, Nix. Hey, Scott. Today's episode is on productization. Sons of CPA's bonus episode, where Nix and Scott share a small but useful piece of practical advice as it relates to running their professional accounting firms. This episode is brought to you by the letter P. Yeah, I like this topic because it's been top of mind for me lately. I'm trying to productize a new service right now so I can talk about all the trials and tribulations I've had doing that. Cool. Define productization for our listeners. Okay, I got this definition from Investopedia. Productize refers to the process of developing or altering a process, idea, skill, or service to make it marketable for sale to the public. Productized services can also be packaged and offered as subscription-based services. Beautiful. That's perfect. I think it's perfect because I think that fixed-fee pricing and how that's now becoming more normal for our industry has forced us to productize our services. When someone's paying for something, you have to deliver a set of services each month. So I think we all are offering productized services right now, but there are a lot of different ways that you can take other services that you're performing that may be one-off or maybe not in your core accounting services that um, we might be able to- Previously harder to define. Yes. So defining our services is an important part of productizing them. Like we have to understand them in and out. We have to understand how to price them, how to deliver them, how to keep people happy with those products. And professional services, generally speaking, a lot of the stuff that we used to do or that we did that we didn't define or clearly define was just client services right it was just client asks a question and we just go ahead and handle it and all right that's kind of covered because we do their taxes <laughs> like or because we're doing their bookkeeping now we should definitely answer their questions about people processes and yes i feel like it was very reactive and it was all it was a lot of when you build by the hour right it's like oh here's john he's gonna just help you out and then it's whatever the client asks john helps with right versus now we're aligning our marketing with our sales, with our pricing, with our training, and then with our delivery. All of those things have to be aligned when you're productizing your services. And it's just changed, I think it's changed the relationship with the client a lot more because there's you're setting expectations. And I think from a sales and marketing perspective, when you've defined what you're delivering, it's so much easier for the prospect to buy that oh it's so much easier during the sales process too like the questions that they ask you have answers canned almost and you don't have to wing it in the middle of a sales call just kind of yeah we can do that for you we'll figure it out we'll you know it's like this is this is how we work this is our relationship and clear expectations right and i i I remember i used to do a lot of networking i would meet with business consultants and I'd walk away from an hour-long coffee meeting, and I'd be like, I still don't understand what you do. Like, 
what do you do? It was so broad that you just think about, and they were always looking for work. They can never find work because they, they, in that situation, I would say, you know, come up with like a five-step process you have to solve one problem so that people know. I think that's what we do with bookkeeping, right? It's easy for us to get in and say, everybody knows what bookkeeping is. We're going to get in the door, and then we can build on that on the other services we know we can do, but they're a lot harder to explain because they may, they may be more specific to a certain situation. Well, I find that the business consultants and business coaches and people like that tend to have one big client first, and then they try to just sell to everybody, but it's not clear. That one person needed them for a specific thing, a specific need, maybe, and then they built their business around that, but they don't even have a defined product. They haven't productized their offering because somebody else kind of did it for them. Um, and this this tends to happen with accountants and, and other professional services where you have one big client and then you define your offering based on that and, and it's not clear. And so you're always kind of running and chasing the next thing and then you change your offering for this next big client and then you change it for this next big one and then you have a hodgepodge of services and then they're not the same from client to client. So there's something to be said about really, really stepping back and trying to define that so tell us your experience now like you know going into it you're you're a little more mature now you've <laughs> been doing this a little while you got some uh i'm not gonna say you got some wrinkles but you got some <laughs> weather wear on on the uh on the old uh, business here so some wisdom yeah so i wrote down some some steps on how to productize your service. And I wish I would have done this order. So so my my MO with everything has always been learn by doing. I went to Cal Poly and that was our mo motto, learn by doing. And so I'm the type of person where I'm like, I'm just gonna do it and then I'm gonna figure it out later. So kind of did that with CFO services where we jumped in and started doing them. So we started tr uh, charging a fixed fee for CFO services. And then we got feedback from one client that said, hey, I don't feel like I'm getting the value out of this. It was like $1,600 extra a month they were paying on top of the accounting and payroll services. So we went back and we talked to the CFO. And we're like, okay, well, like, what are we delivering here? And we hadn't met with them on CFO, like anything related to the CFO services for a month or two. And so what we realized is we were charging for these services, but never talked about what we were actually delivering. So then we're like, okay, okay, back up, back up. Okay. What are all the things that we need to, that, what is all the information we need in order to deliver the CFO services? Um, I'm going off on, this is too much. No, no, no. So, <laughs> no, no, this is good. This is, I, I like where you're going because somebody that's done this very well is uh, Growth Lab, Dan Gertrudes. He has really spent a lot of time turning this into a product. Finance as a service is what he calls it. And it's not anything really new, but what he's done is made it clear on what the deliverables are for the team and for the client. So it's not just somebody selling this. Like you, you may yes. be very clear when you're selling it and that's why the person bought it. But then you turn around and it's not so clear for the person trying to deliver that service. And then the client's not clear anymore because time, like time just kind of kills that whole momentum 
that they had going into the relationship too. Right. And we had a CFO working on it that came from doing hourly billing. So he didn't have a process built out for it yet. So as soon as we got that feedback from the client, I spent like four hours building out this meeting cadence and what we're going to talk about an agenda to look at their sales pipeline and their people and all these different things. And and then we went back to the client and said, okay, here's how we're going to fix this. We're going to have a weekly meeting. Then we were like way overkill what the client needed, right? <laughs> we're like, we're going to have all these weekly meetings and we're spending this, then our margin was just crap. So we're figuring it out still, but I, but what I realize is there's- Yeah, you could over deliver too. That's a, right. that's and a so problem. What I'm realizing is there's almost like three levels of, of advisory or CFO services that our small business clients need. And I realized that level one, I think that is is the most interesting one that I'm that I would like to productize, and that would just be like a ba- basic annual budget and then a monthly forecast, and then maybe looking at you know having something simple where the client can give you information on what they have in the pipeline, and then who they're going to hire. And I think I, what I really want to do is elevate our accountant, our accounting managers, to be able to deliver those services, okay. rather than have the CFO do that, and then. Level That's two, the key to profitability in this. So yeah, pushing it down. And so th- what we're working on now is rather than hiring up a higher level people, we're starting to hire lower level people so that we can push out our accounting managers out of the bookkeeping and bill pay and AR so that they can start working on that like CFO level one service. But what we got feedback from, because we were asking the accounting managers, like, would you feel comfortable with this? And they said that, they're interested in learning, but they're nervous because they don't know what to talk about with that client. Mm. So the next step for me is to say, okay, let's build out a framework. They need talking points. They need talking points. So we need a system, you know, looking at Fathom or what, any other reporting tool, right? Which is valuable, but it's not valuable unless you have the conversation with it. Did you look at LivePlan as well? I looked at LivePlan. It seemed... LivePlan? It was my pr- favorite right off the bat, but then... It seemed very limited on the reporting it could do. Well, I think they did a very good job of productizing the delivery of forecasting. They've productized the forecasting and built everything else around that. There's reporting. and I mean, I guess the reporting in your mind might be limited, but I think that the value is the relationship, is the people. It's not what's on the paper and the forecast is the uh, backbone of that and building out that financial forecast and then letting that lead the conversation and having talking points but just having a regular cadence yes the cadence is the most important part of productization yes and that's what what i realized in a big way was the meeting cadence was huge people will be afraid of of not knowing what to say but yeah everything will come up during the conversation and then they get more comfortable with it because they're comfortable uh, uncomfortable about the unknowns this is i used to say this all all year last year was like backwards facing versus forwards facing and all that other bullshit but it's just the unknowns of the forward facing stuff that people are very uncertain and and scared you know what if they ask me a question i don't know like they they didn't want to do stuff live with people because they don't want the person to think that they don't know the answer and they have to look it up Yes. Come on. Yeah. We're not like we're all human. We all use Google for pretty much everything these days. Uh, at least I do. Um, and if I don't use Google, I get the answer wrong in most yeah. cases. <laughs> yeah. And that's what uh, we had a really good conversation last week with a team. It was really eye opening is, you know, trying to push them into doing this. And 
trying to figure out why they don't want to. And it really just is a confidence thing where they haven't done it before and they're not sure what to ask. They feel like they're going to show up and not have the answers. And so my feedback was just like, you don't have to have the answers. It's really more about being genuinely curious. And like you can see things as the accountant and you have so much experience working with all these different businesses that you know a lot. Um, it's your job really to ask questions and learn more about the business and let, let the client do the talking. But anyway, realizing that, yes, there's got to be a cadence, there's got to be an agenda, and there has to be a system and a, and a proven process that can be taught. And then I would say level two CFO services would be more of like your Excel jockey that's doing more advanced data analysis where you'd have to be like pretty good with Excel. Excel um, jockey. And then level three is like Where the... did you get Excel jockey? <laughs> I've heard that phrase before. <laughs> Peter Wen said that during his episode. Oh, did he? I like that. Yeah, and I then and then level three would be like the the guy or gal that's been doing this for 30 years, bought or owned a business, sold it, that just comes in that that maybe their productized service would be like helping you sell your business and they're going to take a percentage of it right that's that's hard to put into a recurring cadence it's more of like i'm going to come in and help you with whatever you want so i think that's something that that wouldn't necessarily be part of what we're trying to productize right now we're trying to do level one start with level one cfo services of let's just do really simple um, i love it so i've got i'm going to pitch something to you now already um, your acronym that you can use is CPA. Cadence, process, agenda. Uh, okay. Process. I'm writing this down. You just said it out loud, but you said it in the different order. You said <laughs> cadence, Cap. agenda, and proven process. And I just yeah. kind of flipped it. Yeah. You write it down when you listen to this pod later. <laughs> Other than tax and accounting, anything that you guys have done in terms of like productize, productizing a service or productizing, well, I mean, you can even productize a training course. I mean, it's, I tried with live plan, but I also was doing too many things last year. And, and as, as hyped up as I was about getting live plan in here and doing forecasting, I didn't want to do anything anymore. And so my team didn't want to just dive in head first on that, but something else happened last year and it starts with a p people advisory <laughs> don't ask me what people advisory is <laughs> that is a product that is productizing a service for us that's a whole nother aspect and you drew the parallels between finance productizing that because traditionally speaking that's always been an hourly service or a one-off type thing and, and that's where people are very comfortable doing that as one-offs when we talk about HR, that's a usually a whole different offering from somebody else, HR, but somewhere in there, there's a blurred line of people advisory. And that's that seems to be what's stuck as the other advisory, as people advisory. I think Gusto and our pal Will was onto something. People advisory is a thing. We're the spokesperson. You were the premier people advisory. Yeah. <laughs> People advisory. I love I love this because I went through the whole people advisory development you with You are Custo. the people advisor. I am the people advisor. Modern accounting is more than just numbers. Wow. It's all part of Gusto's people advisory training designed to strengthen your firm and generate recurring ROI. 
ROI. <laughs> For a limited time, get access to these valuable online courses. A hundred and thirty-nine hundred not thirty-nine, sorry. Three hundred and forty-nine. Man, I was reading the words just fine, but then when I got to the numbers, I flipped them around. I said 139, a 349 value, dollar value worth up to nine CPE credits free with code SUNS100. Just use the code SUNS100. And that's at gusto.com forward slash training. Highly recommend this course. It is a forward slash. See, I didn't know if that was a backward slash or a forward slash. It's a forward slash? It's definitely forward, yes. Okay. If it was backwards. What's the code again, Nicole? SONS, S-O-N-S, 100. They get a valuable online course. A $349 value. I, I think the videos came out wonderfully. They'll see you and a few of our other pals on the videos too, right? Yep. Ken, me, Kenji, Josh, Lance, and Michael Lee. And Will. Well, yeah, and Will. I mean, he's the star yeah. of the show, well, obviously. I mean, Shout out uh, to Will. He's the star of the show. Let's be real. Will is the star. All right. So check it out. Sons 100 gusto.com forward slash training. It's, I mean, this is new. It's a new service offering. It's yeah. New... To me, I think people advisory is more than payroll and it could, you can go one direction with it. You could say, okay, it's helping you with all your benefits and onboarding and offloading employees and more of the admin side of things. Or you could also say it's going to be a part of our CFO services where we're going to look at your org. Like I just was um, an EO. We had a an EO learning day event, which EO, is really cool. Organization for yes, our listeners. Nicole and it was, is a member. We had this uh, people day learning day. It was awesome. So I'm thinking about taking some of the worksheets that we did in in the um, the learning day and doing them with our clients. And it's based on the book scaling up. And there's four pillars. One of them is people. Burn Harnish? Scaling uh, up? Scaling up, yeah. You might have heard of it. I don't know the name, the author's name. But this one, like one of the really simple worksheets was you, you put in who does each of these functions. So it'd be like head of company, which would be Scott. Then who does marketing, R&D, sales, operations, controller, human resources. And so, I mean, you could do that as people advisory. You could have them take this sheet and say, or put it in Excel or Google Sheet and say, hey, I want you to put the person accountable for each of these things. And then I want you to put the, the in you know five years, who who do you want to be accountable for that? Because then we're saying, hey, you as the head of, uh, of the company are doing marketing, you're doing sales, you're doing operations. Hey, maybe you should hire an operations person so then you can focus on you know, whatever. It's so funny that EO suggests scaling up and i've heard this before but there's eos which is the alternative to scaling up basically traction right broken, we were just talking about thing. that today accountability EOS chart mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's they're both a our eos guy said you could do one or the other but don't do both you know or don't use both as your systems because it's really just coming up with processes and systems and that's what that's why it's called eos it's like the entrepreneur's organized i think it's organized system um uh it's not you know like e entrepreneurs organization uh, yeah, entrepreneurs um, organization there's eo yeah. and there's eoa so eoa is for anyone that has under a million dollars in revenue under a million. yeah which i wish i would have done that i went to straight to eo and now i'm like uh i wish i would have been eoa because i feel like e eo is more about self-improvement personal self-improvement like you've already got your business down it's good now you're gonna work on yourself and i still feel like i'm more in 
I want the like applicable business um, advice. I but, spent a year working on myself. Now I'm trying to work on everything else. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to work on myself. Going back to my business. I'm yeah, I got to work on my business. Too impatient to work on myself. But anyway, uh, I, what I was saying is like, this is another way that we could productize a service, right? Like you could give someone on your team this worksheet and say, here, give this to the client, have them fill this out. And then maybe you give them a people one. And then there's another one that's like, uh, the other pillar is like cash, which I'm sure it's anything financial. I haven't done that one yet. But let's say you take a worksheet from that and then you have all this you know, exercises that you can have them go through and then you can sell it as part of your light uh, level one CFO services. Okay. This is so, just the thing I'm thinking about. But so we'll as see. it relates to productization, let's uh, steer the course now. This is productizing advisory. And that's, again, that's, Kind of the theme of this episode is how do you define something that isn't clearly defined? Um, and it's very important that you and your people understand the service offering. And this could be like you went back. I'm going back to you asked me um, at our firm if we've done anything recently to productize. And honestly, it's it's still just clearly defining what our subscriptions are. And what we're offering, and I think now more than ever, we're consistent in our proposals. Our proposals have been very consistent. We're just kind of using templates. Pricing has been a little too consistent. I like for that to vary a little more, but I'm trying to productize the prices and trying to get them pretty standard across the board based on the client. It's it's something that I think you should always be defining and refining and keeping at the forefront and keeping very clear because it's the communication and the general understanding from both parties that usually could be, or general misunderstanding that could be the pitfalls of a client that's leaving, you know, or something bad happening is because misunderstandings and miscommunication. And if you don't have a clear product, it's always going to be unclear. Well, one thing about productizing is you can hire less expensive people to perform the services because you develop yes. a system they can follow versus if you're more consultative you're going to have to hire someone that's more expensive because they can just think on their feet right yeah um, your margins so will suffer i wrote down the steps to productize your services in my experience <laughs> so step number one find a recurring problem or need that you're constantly seeing from your customers. So define the problem or yeah, figure out what the problem is. And it has to be something that, that comes up repeatedly, not just a one-time problem. Two, develop a solution to the problem. Three, create a system that is repeatable and can be taught to others. Number four is train others on the system. And then number five is deliver the services, get feedback, and continue to improve. When do you price it? Good question. So that's the challenging part on the pricing side. Typically when I'm trying out a new service, I'll price it low just to get experience because I'm just like, you know, if you can cover my costs while I test this thing out, I'm happy beta. with that. Yeah, beta test. Refining your steps because finding, so that's discovery of the recurring problem. 
solution and systematize would be right there in the middle and, and then pricing, marketing it, and training it, and then delivering it and selling it, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever comes first and however that order is, but I think you've done a pretty good job. I think all you, all you kind of missed was the marketing and the pricing of it because that you can't deliver it until you price it and, and you have clients. So, but that's, there's a beta testing period for any product and um, you need the feedback loop too. You need to know what's working, what's not working, and then pivot as you continue to spiral up and tighten it a little bit. Yeah, I think the best thing to do is find your three best clients or clients that you have a really good relationship with that you can say, hey, I'm trying this new thing out. Will you, will you give me feedback on it? Will you, you know, tell me how much you would pay for this? And that's the best way to do it is just get real world experience rather than trying to do it all theory, get it perfect before you roll it out. Theory. I used to love theory. It's theory practice and then mastery right you got the theory yeah. and then you have to put it into practice and you have to get good at it and then you've mastered it and then you've that's it you know that's that's your thing i think i'm still in the practice phase of podcasting <laughs> i think you got it down pretty good i haven't mastered it yet practicing so care to care to wrap this up for us i think this has been good concise i think this might be our best episode yet very prepared yeah i don't know we'll see if the being prepared helps or not i think so i listened to uh the proposal one today that we were pretty prepared for that one i thought that one was good yeah we did some planning on that we had a we had a list of things and we talked about that list so that's good cool well, um, productization, that was our longest P word yet. So this might be scrolling across your screen. It won't just fit on one. You're going to have a dot, dot, dot in the middle of the word, or you'll just see it scrolling as you're, as you're playing the podcast. Um, hop on there and leave us a little review if you liked this and you want to hear more. we got to get some more uh, engagement here, right? So follow us on LinkedIn. Maybe we should have a, a review. Maybe we should have a call-in number. We should have what? Maybe we should have a call-in number. We have an email. We've talked about this, but I I have to resubmit the Google Voice thing. I don't know. We we don't even have an Uh, email. We'll get just give them your direct line. We'll get see that's that's part of the practice. Yeah, give them my (laughs) phone number, my cell number. That's time that actually probably most people who listen to this probably already have it anyway. So. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't even pick up my phone anymore. I used to be the one calling everybody. Now I don't even pick it up. I know you did. You used to call, call me. We used to call me once a week and then we talk about the same stuff, but now we actually record it. People are just a fly on the wall for our calls now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My, my work voicemail just says to email me. It's like, don't leave me Do you a know message. What my just work email voicemail me. Is? <laughs> your daughter. Have you ever heard my voicemail on my phone? Is that the yes. one where your daughter's That's like, leave a message? One with, yeah. She's in high school now. She doesn't sound like that. But my other Aww. voicemail for dial pad is Frankie <laughs> saying the same thing. So I've captured both of their voices. Now I got to get Aria on, on my next voicemail. I'll, I'll do that for my earmark voicemail. Uh, if I have if I earmark phone number, I'll uh, have Aria do that one. That's cute. I'm going to have cool. my cats go on mine. <laughs> do your cats even make noises? No, look it up. Maine Coons have like a very specific sound they make. It's like, brrr. they have a twirl. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. a phone ring. That's not They'll even come, a like, voicemail. Like, like a... They'll come like barging in the room, like, brrr. 
Yeah, it's a. That's a, yeah. You should definitely record that. Cool, kitty cat. All right. Thanks, Nick. That was a quick one. Okay, take care.